Welcome to the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast, a podcast all about leadership, change, and personal growth. The goal? To help you lead like never before in your church or in your business. And now, your host, Carrie Newhoff. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 34 of the podcast. My name is Kerry Newhoff, and I am so glad that you joined us today. And I really hope our time together today helps you lead like never before. Well, we do all kinds of interviews on this podcast. I mean, people we all kind of know the name of in church world, like Andy Stanley, uh, Perry Noble, Mark Batterson was on recently. I mean, Tony Morgan's been on the podcast, Casey Graham. I mean, Kara Powell. There's been a lot of people who are sort of well-known, and, and then some people maybe you've never heard of. We've gotten a lot of traction on Josh Gagnon's episode, or uh, he was episode 17, and, and you know Dom Russo, a lot of people have never heard of Dom, a pastor in Canada who's doing an incredible job leading change. And this is a guy you might have heard of. His name is Wayne Cordova, and uh, we have a lot in common. We both worked in radio way back in the day, and we talk about that. But he's also known as Geek Pastor. He is just like totally a geek guy. And is here to help us with technology. Now, this is going to be a different kind of episode. We're not talking about writing or about leading a church, although he leads a church or helps lead a church. We're going to talk about technology. And what I love about this interview is Wayne does it on a 101, 201, 301 level. So for those of you who just hate your phones, hate technology, it's like it's a necessary evil. Wayne's going to speak into that. For those of you who are like, you know, I kind of like you know, the latest technology or that, he's going to help you out. And then for those of you who are like total geeks, he's going to be really helpful. And the goal of this podcast, I think, is just to help you use technology so it helps you lead better. Like you can spend all your time just, you know, trying to figure out how to do stuff or you can find some hacks, some productivity hacks and some tech hacks that are going to help you lead better. And that's what Wayne is going to do. The show notes are going to be really, really important on this episode because there's so many links. You're going to listen to it your mind's probably going to melt and you're going to go, I can't keep track. That's why we have show notes. So just go to kerryneuhoff.com slash episode 34 and you will find all the links that Wayne talks about. Plus he's got a special landing page that we are going to talk about as well. So now I'm going to tell you about something I didn't talk about in the interview, which is like a couple of my favorite things. So one of my very favorite podcast apps, in fact, the one that I use to listen to the podcast that I listen to, and sometimes even this show is an app called the Overcast app. It's like, you know, the weather overcast. Uh, And it's really cool. I think it's free. If it's not free, it's like not terribly expensive. And here's what's really cool about overcast. I think it's a probably a better way of organizing your uh, podcast maybe than Apple has on its app, although there's nothing wrong with Apple's app. But what's really cool is when you click onto a podcast, the show notes are embedded. So if you, you know, subscribe to my podcast and then you start to scroll down on it on Overcast, all the show notes are right there, including all the links. So you can do everything right off your phone. So we'll link to that in the show notes. It's just called the Overcast app. I love it. A friend of mine pointed it out last year. It's pretty much what I use all the time. And you can speed up, slow down. And what I love is you can go back 30 seconds. It's got a 30 second button. So you can just go back 30 seconds or multiples of 30. If you're like, what did he say again? You just go back really easily. So you can try that out. If you don't like it, just delete it and, you know, whatever. But hopefully that helps you. And I want to say, speaking of podcasts and apps, thank you to all of you awesome people who keep leaving reviews. There's been a bunch of reviews as I've been getting ready to bring this episode to air. And I just want to say thank you. I do take the time to read everyone. We're up to, as of recording this a few weeks ago, 162 
reviews on the iTunes store, which is awesome. So thank you to Sean O'Kelly, who said, this is absolutely the best and most helpful practical church leadership podcast I listen to. Thanks so much, Sean, for that. And I think I'll read one more. This is from a guy who just left a review, didn't leave his name. It's just dynamic, fresh, innovative. He says, this is by far the best leadership podcast to tune into. I'm a student pastor, and I highly encourage our youth leaders to find time to invest into this. And and a shout out to all the student pastors who listen to this podcast. Carrie is incredibly humble. Oh, except when he reads his own reviews, and engaging to listen to. And how in the world does it get better than weekly? Hey, I really appreciate that because it is work to make sure, a little bit of hustle to make sure this gets out weekly. So good every single week. Big thanks to Lead Like Never Before. So appreciate that. And to all you student pastors and senior leaders and family pastors who listen, thank you. And I know there are business people who listen as well. So when you leave a review, it really means a lot. It's sort of the fuel that keeps me going. It's great motivation and it helps get the news out there. So you can subscribe for free. Please leave a review on iTunes, on Stitcher, or on TuneIn Radio. So are you ready to geek out even at an intro level? Here's my interview with Wayne Cordova. It is just really awesome to have Wayne Cordova on the podcast today. Wayne, welcome. Oh, Carrie, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is cool. So we got like some common bonds here. You used to do radio. I used to do radio back 100 years ago. I know. 100 years ago. Come on. Uh-huh, Give uh-huh, yourself some credit, uh-huh. you know? Yeah, okay. Yeah, it was back FM, in the day. right? Not AM. Hey, no, it was AM. Oh, it was. I was only ever on AM radio. And uh, it was like my hometown. I walked into the radio station when I was 16 and I'm like, hey, would you hire me? And they did, which was crazy. And we had like turntables before turntables were cool. They were just old technology. But it was a little radio station. They couldn't afford anything. But then I worked in Toronto as I'll well. Tell you, when when I first started, I was still cutting tape, and, and oh and yeah, taping it together and all that. All you know, all this CD business uh, that came after I started. But yeah, I was still cutting reel to reel tape and, and matching reel to reel tape. I I I did a lot of reel to reel editing as well, splicing, <laughs> and you actually like you actually cut it with a razor exactly. blade, and then you put like a little bit of tape on there and all that. So that's fun. You're also a pastor. Give us a little bit. And by the way, it was a thrill to be on your podcast uh, a little while ago too. Oh, that was amazing! Highest was rated geek pastor podcast uh, ever. And uh, my wow. mom really enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. And and I won um, the only podcast award that this podcast has ever won was an award that you gave it last year. The Wayne's for, Choice uh, Award for uh, for best podcast of 2014. And uh, there you go, man. I tell you, it, it was you, you had some competition there. But, you know, but once but once <laughs> the Academy got together to vote, you won by and large. I mean, it was amazing. That's great. So it's an award winning podcast <laughs> now. Thanks to guys like you. Wayne. So, hey, tell us a little bit about yourself for listeners. Some listeners will know you. You do a geek pastor. Uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about what you do. Oh, well, great. Well, I am uh, I am a pastor at Cross Point Church in Spring Hill, Florida. We're a uh, we're a church plant about to celebrate nine years uh, of That's being cool. in the community and serving and, and just really loving our community in the name of Jesus, really loving what I get to do there. Um, I'm Tina's husband and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> And uh, that's really kind of how um, I have been known for a long time, you know, is, oh, you're Tina's husband uh, until, <laughs> until we had Emily, our daughter. And now I'm just Emily's dad. Uh, there you and, go. Uh, Emily's our four-year-old. Uh, she has, uh, she's got some special needs and has taught us a lot um, hmm. about the amazing grace of God. But uh, Tina and I are going to celebrate 13 years this year. That's cool. And uh, I love it. I love my Congrats. family. If, if you end up following me on Twitter, you're going to, you know, you end up hearing a lot about my family and a lot about Jesus and hopefully in, in mixed order, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. But that's what I, that's what I get to do. I, um, you know, for the most part, I spend a, a huge chunk of my time in, uh, in ministry, 
um, doing student ministry before God called me into church planting. And a longtime friend of mine, Paul Castelli, he was a, an old uh, college, well, he was, my, he was my best friend, college roommate. Uh, we'd always kept in touch together when it came to uh, ministry and kind of everybody in ministry needs that one person that they call at the end of a long mm-hmm. week or, mm-hmm. or a tough Sunday. And, uh, and and he was that guy for me. And one Sunday, you know, I had called him and said, hey, I uh, um, I, I quit my job in ministry. Uh, I really believe that God wants me to to plant the church. And uh, and he goes, oh, wow, that's awesome. A couple of weeks later, he calls me, tells me the same exact thing. And no uh, yeah, and it's a much longer story than that. But after a lot of prayer and just hearing from God, we we kind of uh, came together and planted a church out in, in Spring Hill, Florida. And God's just been blessing in, in huge, amazing ways and hoping in a couple of years to move on to some property. And uh, we we closed on that last year and, and now we're going to move into the building phase. And so it's really exciting. That is. So you're a husband, a father, and a church planter, and you're a self-described geek. Absolutely. What, what, and that's what we're going to drill down on today. What does that mean? What does it mean? I mean, I'm, we're doing this uh, interview by video. You got Star Wars stuff all behind you. I do. I got a little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of Doctor Who, and uh, uh-huh. well, of course, we're on, we're on Max, you know, so uh, yeah. totally a geek. Well, I think a geek is someone who's just obsessively really, really into something. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. You know, some people are fans of things, but I think a geek is really, really into something almost to to the point of obsession. And it could be anything. It could be sci-fi geeks. It could be comic geeks, uh, technical geeks. And I'm kind of all of those wrapped in one. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, there's even there's sports geeks. There's music geeks. I really think that anybody could be a geek as long as they're really into something. Um, and, and for myself, I'm into all these mixed areas and genres. Um, but I started using the term geek pastor to describe myself because pastor is another one of those titles that applies to multiple areas. So you mm-hmm. have student pastors, lead pastors, executive pastors. I'm, I'm a geek pastor. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, that's, <laughs> and over the last few years, I've, I've seriously been geeking out over technology and productivity and helping others in ministry kind of get the work, the actual work of ministry done. Right. So, and, and that takes us to a great place because I'm sure there's two kinds of leaders listening, right? There's the leader who's like, I'm a total geek. I love this stuff. I hope he's got some good tips. He better be on his game. And then there are other people, you know, who are like, ah, I don't like technology at all. It's a necessary evil. I just use it because I have to. Um, I see, I don't know whether I would qualify as a geek. I mean, I really like technology. I really, you know, I try to use it as best as I can. But tell us a little bit about technology. And we're going to approach this, by the way, this podcast into two sections. So one is sort of for the beginner and then for the geeks, hang on, we're going to geek out toward the end if you if you listen that long. And <laughs> and we want to we want to do like just some tips that will help everybody, because I do think that technology can really help. And for a lot of people, and it's not necessarily age dependent, it's just not like it's not something that they're really into. So how does te- how can technology help you? I know that sounds like a pretty baseline question, but there's some people who you know still have eggs as their avatars on Twitter, <laughs> or um, you know that little cutout profile thing on Twitter, or like oh I hate email or whatever. So how does technology? How can it help you become a better leader? Well, it, it's huge for me being able to to get things done through technology and and productive systems. Um, helps me actually see projects through and get to what mm. really matters. See, the thing for me is I don't want to be obsessed about the technology uh, in my life. I just know the truth that ministry is really about people. It's really about building yeah. relationships. But as, as usual, 
it's the actual work. It's the tasks. It's the to-dos. Uh, it's the things that we have to get done that take up our time and attention. And, and a lot of times we can breeze through a, a day of, quote, ministry, but have never left the office or have never left our desk. Um, and so that's the thing. For, for me, I realized a while ago that we go to conferences and we get big vision. We get big ideas to take to our city and, and, and just take them for Christ. But seldom are we kind of taught the, well, here's, here's the how. And so for me, right. technology really comes into play with that because I've really enjoyed helping other pastors and leaders understand the how part, highlighting tools that we can use to accomplish the, the work of ministry better um, so that we can focus on what matters most. And, and, yeah. and that's where technology has been for me is that the, the, the love for that technology hasn't been kind of uh, the idol, you know, per se, but it's been the tool. And as long as it remains the tool, uh, I think it's a real positive thing. And it's a real helpful thing. And, and, uh, you know, the truth is, you know, man, shortcuts are beautiful. <laughs> well, and you raise a really good point. I hadn't actually thought about that, but like nobody actually teaches you technology. I mean, if you go to seminary or college, it's just, it's one of those self-taught skills. Right. And I think some people are early adopters and they love this stuff and they kind of geek out. And then other people are just like, yeah, I'm just, I barely have the minimum to get by. And True. it is all self-taught. It, it really is because nobody, nobody teaches you. Even if you start a new job, like at a new church or a new organization, they're not running you through through Tech 101. I mean, you have exactly. to figure this out on your own. So that, that's interesting. So let's start with the beginner camp, okay? okay? People who are like, is this just necessary evil? <laughs> you know, I don't even like computers. What happened to steno pads and all that stuff? What are some practical tools that can, <laughs> the Gestetner, right? What are, what are some practical tools that can help people who are at like Tech 101 get more effective? And I think this is the goal, get more efficient in ministry. Absolutely. The thing for me, I really feel that the first thing that I'd recommend for anybody when it comes to productivity and ministry is, is to really decide on a to-do list app or system that works for you. Um, okay. You know, my, my friend Paul, um, lead pastor over at Crosspoint, he always tells me, all, you know, and tells anybody you know, when they come up to him and they go, what kind of Bible should I use? What kind of Bible should right. I read? He always says, the kind that you'll read. You know, I mean, that's great answer. That's a, and that's a great answer, you know? And so for me, it's the same thing. Well, you know, what kind of system or what kind of to-do list should I use? Well, the kind that you will actually use. And, and you know, mm. before you go spending money on anything, before you uh, decide to buy the high dollar stuff, because there is some really high dollar technology and apps out there, really decide on what's the system that's best for you. For me, I try my best to follow David Allen's uh, getting things done productivity system. Um, it, okay. It, it's a great system. It's very simple. It, it starts with one thing. It's an inbox. Everything needs to go into one place so that you can process right. it later. Uh, and you know, it's it's an excellent book. You can find videos online. Whatever kind of learner you're you are, um, it's a great basis to get things done. And then there's a number of great apps that are out there. I know you use Wonderlist. Um, I do. Yeah, these days I used to use Things. Yeah, um, I use by things Culture now. Code. Yeah. Oh, do you? Do. Okay. Yeah. I switched to Wonderless. Number of them on our team did, and I, I kind of like it. It works okay. Wonderless is great when it comes to teams. Um, I, I use things for myself because I mean, the truth is I am the I am the techiest person on our staff right now. Sure. And uh sure. And, and so it's just for me, I use things. It's kind of like a solo app. Um, and, and I I I love it because it syncs through multiple you know platforms. It works on my MacBook, it works on my iPhone, my iPad, that kind of thing. Um and a bit of warning, I'm also an Apple geek. So yeah, I'll, yeah. You know, I'll try to think through some other alternatives for Android and Windows, you know. <laughs> hey, let me just let me just uh, interject for a second yeah. and just let people know you're going to go through a lot of apps today yes. and like already we've made like three references. Every single episode we have show notes. And these are show notes that 
are really going to be helpful. I don't have an episode number quite yet, but um, I mean, by the end of this podcast, when I sort of tag it when we're done, we'll have an episode number and all that stuff. But if you just go to my blog, kerryneuhoff.com, you'll find the show notes for this episode. And uh, man, I'll tell you, that'll be really helpful. And you were super helpful because you've already given us all these links that you think you're going to talk about. And so if you're like, what was that, David Allen's like productivity system? Link will be right in the show notes. Exactly. And and um, and, and again, I, that's why I'm a huge fan of your podcast is part of the reason is your show notes. A sign mm-hmm. of, a great, of a great podcast, I really do believe, is, is being able to inform people as they listen or after they listen. So uh, I love oh, your show notes. That's credit man. to the team and credit to Jessica, who really helps a lot with those show notes. She does uh, all of that, pulling it together. So I have a great team behind <laughs> us. So thank you, team. Thank so you, So I will do my best for all my, you know, Android and Windows brethren uh, <laughs> to, you know, to, to help you out. A lot of these apps are universal and you can find them um, on multiple platforms, right? Yeah, that's true. And that, it does things work on multiple platforms or is that an Apple thing? Uh, things is mainly a, a, an Apple thing. Um, yeah. But there's a lot of uh, what I call kind of things clones that are that are out there. Um, gotcha. But truth be told, I mean, stuff like Wonderlist, uh, you know, you really can't beat that. That's everywhere. It's a very simple to-do list app. And some people use the to-do list apps on Evernote, which is great because Evernote's awesome right. for uh, capturing to-do list, meeting notes, images, um, and here's the thing. I'm a technology fan, but the to-do list can be analog. Okay. You can right. have pencil and paper, pen and paper. Post-it uh, notes. Post-it uh, notes. Journal. Let me tell you about mm-hmm. my post-it notes. I love, I love post-it notes. And uh, about a few months ago, I wrote a blog post on, on geekpasture.com about this little, um, this little piece of paper. You can just download it from the website. I call it the post-it note planner. And it's a simple grid. You, you print it out. And uh, you can place to-do list. And it just says things I need to accomplish today. And, mm. and, and the squares fit exactly for a post-it note. And I have only a spaces for about four or five. Because in reality, I mean, if, if you're trying to get more than four things done in one day, oh, yeah. you, you just can't. But I, I put that on there. And, uh, and it's just really neat. You just print it out. And so if you want the, the, the satisfaction of writing something down, and especially with a post-it note, when you're done with it, you can rip it off and crumple it and throw it away. I mean, that's, that's conquering your to-do list right there. You know, what's really interesting too, Wayne, and, and again, all this will be in the show notes, but like, I think you're right. Productivity is really important. And whether you use Wonderlist or something else, like I, I use it because my assistant can add stuff into my inbox that shows up, but not, yes. you know, my Wonderlist inbox. But I know some, sometimes there are like super techie people who feel completely overwhelmed. And now there's a thread going around online that basically says, okay, you've got your Wonderlist or your things or Evernote or whatever. Uh, but every day, just write down three things on a piece of paper so you make sure you get it done because it. it can be overwhelming. But I find I find that that's super helpful to have an like on multiple device, and that's what's so nice to watch the evolution of technology. You know, it used to be, well, I have to log into my computer, and now it's like, nope, I put it on my phone, shows up on my iPad, shows up on my iMac, shows up on my MacBook Air, shows up maybe one day on your Apple Watch, you know, <laughs> those sorts of things. And so, so you put it in one place, and it shows up everywhere. Exactly. And if you get the apps that actually connect with your team, if you have an assistant or you're trying to do project management, it just thinks syncs things across your devices, but also across their devices so that everybody stays on the same page. And I wouldn't waste my money on anything that wasn't cross-platform. I, I, I really would right. encourage people that, um, you know, if you're going to buy an app, if you're actually going to spend money on an app, 
make sure that you know, if, especially if it's a if it's an Apple app, make sure there's a little plus sign next to it because that means it's a mm. universal app and you can use it on an iPad and an iPhone. And did not know that. That's the little symbol. Yeah, that really? little, that little so, plus symbol. It, it'll let you know it's a universal app. And I mean, really, oh, okay. there's so many great free apps that are out there that if you're going to spend the money on some apps, and I and I do think that it's it's worth it. I think that productivity is, is worth our, our money because yeah. you know, how much is your time really worth, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I would, I would just pay attention to that kind of stuff. If it, if it yeah, works cross platform, th- it's great. I think things is like 50 bucks, but like Wonderlist has a free version. I have the pro, but it's what, like $6 or something. It's not that much money. It's not that much money, especially if you're going to spread it across, uh, working with a team, because that's, yeah. that's the important thing is, uh, you know, really getting the most bang for your buck. And, uh, and things is a little expensive because if you're going to get the app, it, it's a separate purchase. Uh, so you really mm. should be committed, you know, <laughs> don't make that yeah, your yeah. first thing out. Yeah. So why do you start with productivity or why do you start with like a to-do list? That's just basic organization. I think it's just, it, it, yes, it's, it's, it's a basic organization thing, but if you don't have a, if you don't have a system to begin with, if you don't have a way that you like to get things done, if you don't know that, then in reality, I, I don't think you're going to be a good steward of God's money by, by spending money on the, on the next best thing. The app isn't right. going to make you more productive. Um, it's right. the discipline of of being productive that's going to make you more productive. It's it's having that discipline. So figure out the system first. Figure out what will work for you, and then there's tons of apps out there that will that will come. I mean, dep- depending on whatever kind of productivity system you use, you could just run a search on that on a on an app store, mm-hmm. and there'll be a ton of apps that support it. If you like the the mm-hmm. Pomodoro method, where you're mostly timing yourself on every activity, you know uh, those apps will pop up. Just just search for that. If you type in GTD on any app store. Tons of apps will will show up. What's what's GTD? Getting things done. The whole. Uh, oh, that's what it yeah, is. The whole. Okay. The whole. Uh, G. I mean, and it is a movement. That <laughs> there are some folks in there that clearly are, I'm not a part of it. Oh, but that's man. good. That's good. <laughs> okay. Well, now, now let's talk about the Pomodoro method because that's okay. something my wife uses. I have other colleagues. Just explain that because I haven't done it. I'm just not disciplined enough. But and my I'm wife not is super disciplined. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I mean, it, in reality, it's it's a, it's about. Um, I've tried it for myself many times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I just feel eh, for, I have a really good friend of mine named Mike Stortz, who's a, a youth yeah. pastor out in Leesburg, Florida. He uses it. Um, I don't, I, I can't do it. I, for me, I, I guess I'm kind of, I'm very interruptible. <laughs> right. And so, me you know, I, I, I do get a lot of knocks on my doors and I don't mind that because that's kind of my love language. But, um, <laughs> so what's the Pomodoro method, just in case people hadn't heard of that, what it's just, just describe it's it. It's mainly a, a, it's a, it's a time system where you will allow yourself a certain amount of time of, yeah. of uninterrupted focus on a particular, um, item or a particular task or a project. And once it's done, it's done. So you're really kind of playing beat the clock when it comes right. to accomplishing a task. And I think it works great for folks that maybe they're in office office settings where they're where they're mm-hmm. focused mainly on tasks. Um, but I, you know, I can't walk into a meeting with somebody and uh, set the timer up and go, "Okay, here you go. You got thirty yeah. minutes." <laughs> but you can try things like standing meetings. No, I think my wife sets it for twenty or twenty five minutes, yeah. and then like basically you have twenty twenty five minutes to get a task done. Then the timer goes, and then you switch tasks to the next thing. Exactly. And then like I think after three, you get a fifteen minute break to stretch. But apparently, it really increases your productivity. Yeah. Like you just get hyper focused. I really think it works. I and mean, if if you're somebody who is um, who's disciplined in, in that way, in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I love a good deadline. 
but sometimes when I get down to those final minutes, it could kind of stress me out a little bit. And now I'm more stressed about the stress than I am about the project. Right, right. <laughs> right. Okay, so this is the beginner level. So yeah. we've already talked about a really start with a really good to do list, and yes. there are multiple options, free and paid. Uh, look for cross devices. Um, if you're really looking for productivity, I think the Pomodoro technique is great. If I'm pronouncing that right. And then, and then, do you have another suggestion for somebody who's just starting out and maybe afraid of technology or like doesn't like it or thinks thinks it can't help? Oh yeah, I mean, I really think you know for for somebody who's who's afraid of technology or just kind of starting out, I really think that you know working on how you choose to do email is is mm-hmm. is a big thing. Email is something everybody has. You you have to have it um, really in in order to. Uh, maintain just kind of like a, a base inbox of, you know, people yeah. need to get a hold of you. They need, they need to get in touch with you. Um, you know, I always, whenever I talk to somebody and they say, I, you know, I don't have email or I don't do email, uh, you know, I always encourage them to kind of just get started with something simple like Gmail. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Gmail really kind of allows you to, to use a, a real simple platform. What I love about it is that it's fully searchable. So yes. a lot of times where I don't want things to clutter my hard drive, but I'm okay with it being in an archived email because I can go back and I can just search um, for anything. You know, I just type in Easter because we're around that time. I want to pull up everything that kind of happened over the last couple of years. So I make sure I'm not missing anything or nothing slipping through the cracks. Um, But really kind of starting off with a baseline email system that, that works for you. Again, it's like, you don't have to use what comes in your computer. You don't have to use Outlook. You don't have to use Apple mail. Um, There are a lot of other things that are out there. And, uh, and I'd recommend somebody who's just kind of, they're, they're kind of timid about it dive into Gmail, talk to somebody that you know, they can actually take your church email and put it in Gmail um, yes. so that it works a little bit and, easier. And, and that works on multiple levels. When we, we launched our church seven years ago, we went with Gmail, we went with Google Docs. It was super helpful. And it was kind of in beta at the time, like yeah. not a lot of people had Gmail addresses, but you know, we've grown. We now have a couple thousand people who call our church home, church you know, attendance of a thousand on the weekend. And Gmail has really worked. Last year, mm-hmm. we actually upgraded to... Um, forget what they called it. It was like a big production, but we're now, uh, we have our own dedicated server inside Google and everything's secure. And, uh, but like, you know, my address, C. Newhoff at Connexus Church goes directly into Gmail rather than into some other thing. And it is searchable and it's really easy for teamwork. So um, I just use the, like I use um, the mailbox app on my devices, but when I'm actually on a computer, I just go to the web-based browser. Is that the best thing to do with Gmail or like other, Gmail has apps you can use. They have apps you can use. And I I genuinely would would recommend just going going on. And if you're doing email on your desktop, you know, or on your laptop, Mm go through the web browser. There's a couple of other apps that are out there. One of the apps that I use for my Gmail is an app called Airmail. Um, and it, Oh yeah, I've done that for a bit. And, and, and it's it. okay. It just kind of does it. I mean, email is one of those things where I wouldn't spend a lot of time trying to perfect the actual art of how you receive the email. It's more about what you do with it afterwards and telling it right. where to go and, and that kind of thing. And just another app for, for beginners that I'd recommend is Evernote. Um, oh yeah. And the reason why I recommend it for a beginner is, is that when you open it up, it looks a little bit like email because there's, you know, there's folders and there's places you can put things. But even if you just use it to just simply take, you know, notes for meetings um, or, or to capture images, like you go to Home Depot or something and you're like, oh, I'd like to, you know, maybe purchase this one day. You can snap that picture and Evernote can actually read the writing that's on any kind of picture or PDF that you use. It's true. Now, is that just the pro version or is that the base version? The, the pro version does, I think, PDFs and everything. I think yes. the the, okay. the base version um, will do it in in some 
kind of in, in, in some way. Um, I've had success with it on on images that I've taken, like pictures and that kind of thing. Um, but the pro version does PDFs and uh, kind of gives you more storage and all that. But really kind of for just the yeah. baseline thing, if you know how to just put something into Evernote, tag it with something that's, you know, home improvement or sermons for sermon mm-hmm. notes, it's great for me. Yeah. And that's what I do. Like I've, I'm always working on a couple of books or like blog ideas for my blog. And I've used Evernote for probably three or four years. Oh, yeah. And first I started with the free version, then I upgraded a year or two ago. And again, it's not terribly expensive. I don't know what it costs, but it's not like horrible by any stretch. And uh, you're exactly right. Like sometimes business cards, I've got like a guy who does that's my it. lawnmower and I just scanned his business card in and then I'm like lawnmower guy tap it in and he pops up or you really like this restaurant. You take a picture of, um, you know, the sign or something, you type in great restaurant and then you just search great restaurant pops up. It's like, Oh yeah, that place. That's right. That was awesome. I always, I always joke around and I say the Evernote saves my back um, because I no longer have a Costanza sized wallet. Well, (laughs) (laughs) and all that because I scan everything through Evernote and, uh, and it's just real simple, real easy. And, and again, you can access that at multiple levels. It can just be a place to dump thoughts. And the idea is you never lose it, right? The problem is in a hard drive system, you put it in a Word doc. I know people used to use Word docs or something like that. And then you can't find it. Right. And, or you set up this complicated directory system on your hard drive or in Dropbox or something like that. You can't find it. And in Evernote, if you put it in, it's just like, boom, it's there. And it's infinitely searchable, um, syncs across devices, and it's saved my life numerous, numerous times. I love it. And, it, and it's a great, great. If, you're, if you're a beginner, it's a great way to start. Yeah, it's not hard. And then you can get like to graduate level. There are people who just like organize absolutely everything and it's got functionality I'll never figure out, but it's great. Okay, so those are, those are some great suggestions. So basic email like Gmail is, I think, a much better way to do email. I tend to agree with you on that one. Um, Evernote, anything else for beginners that just sort of like, hey, if you're going to jump in, this is a great shallow end of the pool to, to, to jump into, which actually, you know, eventually moves into a deep end because you can oh, yeah. do a lot with those things. Those and are, I love, I love the deep level. end. Uh, you know, the one thing I would also tell somebody if, for a beginner, and it's, it's an app that um, you don't have, it, it's one of those things you don't have to get this specific app, but my app of choice yeah. is called Jotnot. Um, it's a scanner oh, okay. app. So, you know, if, if you have a, any kind of scanner app on your phone, um, this will save you time because one of the one of the things that I learned the hard way in ministry was to make whoever's in charge of the finances your friend, uh, <laughs> and you <laughs> want that person guy. to know that you're responsible. You want that person to know that you're on top of it. And and listen, even it's just one of those things where uh, you when when you're trying to keep track of finances, and you're trying to keep track of spending. It's a great tool because here's here's what I do with Jotnot, and there's only one thing I do with it, and it's got a little space on my dock on my phone, mm-hmm. and the one thing I do with it is I scan receipts with it, and so yeah, if I go somewhere and I'm having you know maybe I'm having lunch with somebody or maybe uh, I, I I have to make a, a a trip you know for something that we need on Sunday, what I do immediately is I take this uh, the, take the receipt, take a picture of it, it scans the receipt. It, I mean it it just it makes mm-hmm. a really nice crisp white copy of the receipt and it only takes about 30 seconds to do it. And then I hit send and it goes straight to our finance director. And, and they, Excellent. this is the app. This is the finance director's best friend. And it makes mm. me look like a rock star. It makes me look so responsible um, that I wish I could go back in time and hand this app to, you know, 22 year old youth pastor me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And say, do this because th- this is something that will help keep you organized. And then you don't have, have to have it in your mind anymore. 
Um, now, let me ask you, why Jotnot? Because I've got like, I don't know, I probably have four receipt apps on my phone, of which I use none, yeah. um, you know, because I'm just so brilliant. Um, but what, why Jotnot? Okay, so the, the, the initial truth of that is it was the first app that I found out about and I started trying. And then okay. the second part of that is, though, there's Evernote integration with that. So what oh, I yeah. do is um, I scan it. I send it once to our uh, to, to our finance director, and then if, if it's a receipt, and then I also if it's something that's um, an expense of mine, if it's something that it, maybe it's tax deductible or maybe it's um, you know maybe it's a, a home expense, I send it to the appropriate Evernote folder, and and I have it in its scan, and I tag you know, I tag it taxes, and then right around tax time, I pull up everything on Evernote that's tagged taxes, and here's all my receipts. Um, you know, whether it's a home receipt or a work receipt or anything like that. Uh, and I love, I love that the Evernote integration alone, um, anything that's got Evernote integration, uh, oh, I will, yeah. I'll, I'll buy up or I'll use. Okay. That's super smart because I've been doing it this way. I have a Gmail folder that I just call taxes for the current year, you there know, you 2015 yeah. taxes or whatever, but that's a much better way to do it because it's instantly searchable and everything shows up and I don't have to sort through individual things. Okay. So that's anything else on beginners that, that is so helpful. I think helpful. that's a good start. I think, I think if yeah. you're, if, if you're a beginner, once you start kind of fiddling around with Evernote, you're, you're about to move into the, the next level you know? Yeah. Yeah. So this is good because I mean, it's a to-do list. It's a basic email integration. It's a way to capture everything and forget nothing. It's like receipts. By that yeah. point, if you start to use technology in that way, you're way more organized than you ever were in the Absolutely. analog world. So that's great. So let's go now uh, and we'll organize the show notes this way too, like beginner apps and then mid-level and then geek out, oh, great. which we'll get to in a few minutes. But um, let's talk about intermediate. So people are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Gmail. I got this. You know, it's a, yeah. Come on. Tell Tell me something I don't know. And you've already taught me some stuff I don't know. But um, And I thought I was a bit geeky. But anyway, um, two or three intermediate tools, or maybe you got a few more, that can help mid-level tech people who are pretty comfortable with their devices and their, their phones and technology get better. And then sort of explain to us how they work and what the benefits are. Okay, so uh, we talked about email when it came to uh, beginners. But one of the things right. that I love, uh, and I consider it an, in, an intermediate tool because you, you need to learn it a little bit, um, it's my favorite email app that I've ever used. It's called Dispatch. And uh, oh. Dispatch is a, is a great app. Um, I, I, I did a whole blog post and podcast episode on email, by the way. And so um, maybe we could throw that in the right. We'll link to that in the show notes for um, sure. I called it Inbox Hero. Um, because <laughs> so often we're, we strive. That's a little foreigner reference. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and a lot of times too, you know, we strive for, um, you know, that inbox zero. We want, you know, we want that number so bad, um, but we can get really trapped by our inbox. Um, right. and I rely on an app called dispatch. And here's the thing. It's, it's one app that I can turn into, turn to my email. Um, and I can take my email and I can turn it into a task in things or OmniFocus or Wonderlist. Um, I can, wow. I can take an email, literally click it and send it as a to-do and it stores the whole thing and it lets me know, you know, in oh, context, this is what I need. And, and I do that all the time. And sometimes I just make an, a, a to-do list item that says reply, or sometimes I, I make a full on, you know, project out of it, but out of one app, I can send it to another app. I can also turn my email into a calendar item. And so wow. literally just by clicking an email, I could send it to Fantastical, uh, or I could send it to, you know, BusyCal or whatever calendar you're using at the time. You can do that. You can save the email on uh, on Dropbox. You can save it to Evernote, make it a reminder, use it as a draft file, a text message. Literally, from one app, you can take your email and send it anywhere uh, on your phone or anywhere in any of the devices that you that you actually use. 
Um, it, it's, it's that pretty is amazing. so helpful. So basically it gets you to zero a lot faster because, you know, one of the basic productivity tips is, you know, don't use your inbox as a to-do list, That's which it. is what a lot of people do, which That's is why there's, you know, 52 emails that are just left there. You've read them. And, and then you only have to, another productivity principle that, you know, I try to follow is touch something once. Yes. Right. So you're not oh, yes. touching it eight times. It's like, what's that email again? Oh yeah. I'm just going to leave it there. Right. Oh, so it dispatches them That's- to whatever device or whatever, you know, app you want to put them into or whatever you want to do with it. Exactly. That's brilliant. And so immediately, just like it's, you know, just like with getting things done, what you want to do is you want to have one place where everything goes and then dispatch it to something else so that it can get done. And, you know, like you said, you use Wonderlist and you can use multiple team members with that. Well, maybe you received an right. email that you need somebody to, you know, respond to rather than forward them an email and let that kind of hang in their inbox forever. You can immediately make that a task item that they can, you know, go and, and, and create action on. And, and and I love it. It's great. You know, when you, if you're delegating a, a project to somebody or more, you know, more than anything, if you just want to have a calendar item where all the details are in that calendar item, um, mm-hmm. it's right there and you, and you pull it up and, you know, I, I don't know how dispatch does it, but they, they have a, a real amazing interface that when you go in there, you know, just with one click, you go right back to the original email, you get all the details and you can move on it. Well, that's brilliant because, you know, my assistant, that's exactly what she does is she puts all the details for my events in my calendar. So sometimes when I'm en route to an event or, you know, flying somewhere to speak somewhere, I, it's right there in my calendar and I don't have to go digging. But I mean, she cuts and pastes that manually into the calendar and I'm, I'm so grateful. But again, it's saving time so that you can focus on what matters most. And if you're a content creator like I am, you want to spend as much time creating content or you want to meet people, you want to do that. You want to lead your team you get the chance to do that. Absolutely. Great. Okay. So dispatch. Dispatch. Okay. Um, The other one I would talk about is text expander. And uh, text expander is my best friend in in, in the way of technology. I mean, we are buddies Uh, (laughs) uh, and it's, and it's a great app. I have one simple rule in, in productivity. Uh, Okay. This is a personal rule for me. If I have to do it more than twice, I don't want to do it again. And so I apply that to my technology. And it's just one of those things where I wrote a post about Text Expander uh, on the Geek Pastor blog, uh, too. And well, let's link to it. We'll link to it in the show <laughs> we'll notes. We'll do that as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can tell I'm really excited about it because this. I mean, he really is my, my best buddy here. Um, Text Expander. Oh, it's a person now. That's oh, it's, great. It's a you must, you, you guys me. are close. I call you're, him. You're, you guys are close. I said, Text Expander, I need you. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and he comes up. Uh, here's what it is. It, it's a utility app. Here's the cool thing. Um, it's a app on the desktop and it's a keyboard on the iPhone now. So uh, really? iPhone, okay. iOS 8 just recently intru- introduced this new thing where you can uh, download uh, third-party keyboards. Um, and all these keyboards have different functionalities and different things. Well, Text Expander is now a desktop app and it's a keyboard. And, and here's what it is. Um, it's a utility that enables you to insert chunks of text, meaning like long paragraphs or internet code, uh, outlines, uh, and, and it does it in the form of what Text Expander calls snippets. Um, you do okay. it by typing in short abbreviations or code names. Uh, so like, for example, for me, I have a, a real simple snippet called date and it mm-hmm. inserts the current date whenever I type in an abbreviation. So for me, the, the abbreviation is uh, dot date. So I put period oh. date and then it just it inserts the current date. Um, once you start using it, you can create a bunch of snippets and you begin to get to know um, how it really kind of become can become a big part of your workflow. So for me, I don't, there's sometimes, I don't know if you've ever written a, a reply back on an email or if you've ever written um, a, a piece about something that me, you know, maybe your church is doing that uh, you look back and you go, wow, that was really well written. 
<laughs> you know, or man, mm-hmm. this is the best way that I can say this. And for me, I answer a lot of the same questions sometimes, especially yes, when do. folks are want to know information about our church or they want to find out, um, you know, uh, you know, some, something important about, you know, our upcoming baptism or something. I create a snippet. I put it into text expander. I type in the abbreviation. And so I use the, uh, the letter X a lot in my uh, abbreviations mm-hmm. because the letter X doesn't come up a lot. So for baptism, BPX, I have a great description of what baptism is. And every time I type in BPX, it shows up on the screen. This description so in of what other baptism words, is. Okay. Let, let's just, so everybody's on the same page. Yeah. Basically you're writing about baptism and it could be like a 12 paragraph theological it, it description could. of, of that you've taken hours to craft, or it could just be a simple, Hey, this is how we do baptism at our church, blah, blah, blah. But you type in BPX mm-hmm. and that beautifully worded paragraph shows up shows in right all up. of its glory. Absolutely. So that's kind of a, a take on like, I think Gmail still has canned responses because we find yes. the same thing. My assistant and I, I get the same questions over and over again. And sometimes, you know, you really work on a response and then you can save it in canned responses, but I find sometimes they disappear. So text expander is a way to do it without like 15 clicks, yep, right? Exactly. To find the canned response. It's great. Yeah. I mean, like you can do cut and paste if you want to. It's a great free option. Um, iOS right. on, on uh, and I'm sure that Android phones do the same thing. They have a, uh, a keyboard shortcut area where you could type in certain shortcuts. Right. It, it works the same way. But with text expander, it, it goes in even further. There's a fill-in snippet that you can create where I do this on a weekly basis um, for our weekly Bible verse. Uh, we, we put up week, uh, daily Bible verses, rather, you know, on Crosspoint, when, you know, when you follow us on Twitter. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I type in MBR, which is Monday Bible reading, and it, <sighs> it, it pops up. And then there's empty boxes for me to fill in what the Bible verse is, what the hashtag is for that week, and what the link should be for the Bible verse. And that's crazy. And it's just a real simple time saving thing that allows me, you know, to do it every week in about, you know, 10 minutes. I've got an entire week completed um, and, and it's ready and, and good to go. Wow. Okay. That is, you've, you've got me sold because I've tried different versions of that, but I haven't done the text expander thing because you're right. A lot of ministry and a lot of leadership is actually just answer the same questions. It's why businesses and churches have FAQ pages, you know, frequently asked questions because everybody asks the same question and then you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you respond or, and, and just to be clear, you make up the abbreviation. So if like PBX doesn't work for somebody, you can just, you can call it baptism response. Exactly. You could call it, but what you're trying to do is you're trying to avoid something that you would naturally type, which then calls up this huge response. I use it for email signatures. So uh, I use multiple email signatures. And so I just, I create Ah. a little snippet for that at the end of every email. If I'm writing a cross point email, it's CP SIG and it just pops right up everything, all that information. That's that's so <laughs> smart. Yeah, because otherwise people are switching accounts and all that. Okay, so text expander, yep. good, dispatch. Anything else for intermediate? Well, and on the text expander thing, there's a Windows uh-huh. option for folks. It's called Phrase Express. I'm not a student of it, and uh, but I do know that it, it, it's supposed to mimic the, the same thing. They, they actually use the text expander as a, as a skeleton for it. So, um, okay. so if you're a Windows user, Phrase Express works really well or copy and paste. The, the, the point of that is in terms of productivity is, you know, don't do it more than twice. If you, if you find yourself doing it multiple times, figure out a way to make it done quicker. Um, you know, but really, I mean, as far as an intermediate thing, if, if you go into those things and, and you start really exploring, I think you're doing pretty good for yourself. Cool. Okay. Anything else for uh, mid-level? You know, I think in terms of mid-level, uh, 
there's another method. I call it a a, a trifecta of automation apps. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, and just kind of, I could just real briefly just kind of mention, I think Keyboard Maestro, LaunchBar, and Hazel, okay? Those three okay. apps are all apps that you can you can get them individually or you can kind of, you know, it, it, it's a little expensive if you use all three. And if you're just kind of trying to dive in, um, it, it, again, you don't want to spend a ton of money on something you're not going to use. But uh, I really feel like um, if you automate the important, it's it, mm-hmm. it's going to get done a lot faster. And so both uh, all three, Keyboard Maestro, LaunchBar, and Hazel, what they do uh, in different forms is they create rules for your computer. So okay. for Keyboard Maestro, I use that. One of the things I use on Keyboard Maestro is it, it allows you to create profiles. If I'm going to start a podcast and I'm going to talk with you on podcast, I don't want a lot of apps running in the background. So, right. and, and, and it's already set up. As soon as I open up Skype, it shuts down everything else and gets me ready. If I walk into my home uh, and it connects to my home Wi-Fi, it shuts down all my work stuff and only pulls up stuff for home. Um, okay, hang on. That <laughs> is brilliant because everybody struggles with that, right? You carry your job in your pocket. So say that again. Okay, like so- when you walk home and it recognizes your home Wi-Fi, it's like all your work stuff goes away and your play mode comes it, out. It, your family really guy does. comes out. And however wow. you want to do it, however you want to do it, it's a desktop app, right? So if you pull yeah, up your computer, it, uh, let's just say you come home. Uh, and a lot of times, you know, me, you know, is when I'm ready to come home, I just, I just close my laptop and I walk away. Well, if I come home and I pull it out, a lot of times I get really tempted and maybe there's a unfinished, uh, email that's there, or maybe there's something else that's kind of been, uh, bugging me all day and it's up on the screen. As soon as I pull out my, my computer, it recognizes my home Wi-Fi. Now I'm a geek, right? So all my wi fis mm-hmm. are, uh, are Superman related. So, <laughs> so, you know, I have a Wi-Fi. It's called Smallville. That's my house. And so I open it up and there it is. And as soon as it, as soon as it detects, oh, I'm in Smallville, it turns off all of my work apps. It shuts them all down, saves them. It does everything it needs to do. And then it'll pull up. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe playing music as part of your at-home routine. It'll totally pull right up me. iTunes. Um, so, so let me ask you, how long does it take to set that up where, cause again, this isn't preset. You're right. telling it to do all this. If somebody was going to say, cause that sounds awesome and it sounds overwhelming. Is that like a 10 minute job, a two hour job? How long does it take to program it to do that? That's a great question. So, it, I mean, it, it could be anywhere from 10 to two hours if you don't know what you're doing. That's why it's an intermediate right. app and, and kind of on the expert level, but Here's the cool thing, and, and, and I would throw Text Expander in with that. There are so many geeks that are jazzed about these apps. What they mm-hmm. do is they post their snippets or their shortcuts online. And most of these apps, what you do, all you have to do is download the snippet. The program reads it, and it uses it. And then you can just customize it to what you want. So those, oh, so it's kind of like cheating code. Exactly. You just find their their shortcut, and you you copy it exactly and and okay and uh, and they make it available for everybody there's tons of keyboard maestro shortcuts that are out there that are already made all you gotta do is download them and use them um launch bar uh i love launch bar it's another kind of shortcut thing it's designed so that you don't necessarily take your hands off the keyboard um and have to go use your mouse it's it's got full it's got a ton of uh, of shortcuts my favorite okay. one on launch bar is simply this it's called clip merge for sermon prep it's incredible all you have to do is you highlight a piece of text you hit command C, just like normal for copying. Yeah. But with Copy. clip merge, what you do is then you go highlight another piece of text and hit clip C and C again. And then you hear a little stapler sound and it has added to your clipboard. 
And you just oh, continue to do that brilliant. over and over and over again. And then you go into your document, you paste, and you have pasted everything you've copied over the last several clicks. Right. And the brilliance of that is normally you're switching. Okay, so I copied this off of, like I do this all the time, right? When yep. I'm doing sermon prep, I'm on Bible.com, like the Bible app. Exactly. I cut it, then I go back into my Word or my Google Doc, and I paste it, and then I have to go back to the Bible app, and then I go back to my document and back to the Bible app. And this just like, I can stay in the Bible app pick, choose what I want, and then move once, exactly. dump it all in. Exactly. That is brilliant. Sold. I love it. Sold. I love it. And there's a whole lot more to it, but that's my favorite thing. In fact, I'm working on a blog post right now that it's not even a list. It says, here's the one reason why I think this app is worth it. And it's, it's yeah. for clip, mer- clip merge. Um, and, and that's called uh, what? Launch? Launch bar. Launch bar. Launch bar. Gotcha. And, uh, and I'll, I'll send you that link too. And um, okay. the last one in the trifecta is called Hazel. And yep. uh, Hazel is, is an amazing app. If you like rules for your email, so again, this is another expert level thing. If you create rules in your email, meaning every time Carrie sends me an email, uh, it'll go into the Carrie file, right? And, mm-hmm. and and it'll go there because I want to know where all of your emails are and I have them in one spot. Right. Hazel creates rules for your computer. And so basically what happens is uh, I'm a big fan of Orange. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, our, our, our church, we, we subscribe to Orange for our, for our children's ministry. One of the things that I like to do um, is as soon as an orange file, when I download the files from orange, as soon as I pull them in, it goes into one folder. I don't have to do anything else. My computer looks at it, reads it. Uh, there's a, uh, there's a keyboard maestro, uh, shortcut that opens the zip file. Then there's a hazel rule that disperses those files into the folders that they need to go in Dropbox so that our leaders can just download them. So in other words, you're not doing the manual movement. You're not in Finder or Windows Explorer or anything like that. And like, okay, I got to move this file there. And then whoops, I put that in the wrong file and now I can't find it. So that automatically does it. Exactly. And uh, I I do the same thing with like uh, with with receipts or PDFs. You know, you can set up any kind of rule that you want. If a document says this word or this phrase, it needs to go into this folder. If um, if you have a, you know, I don't know if you ever suffer from cluttered desktop disease. Um, oh yeah. But I, my, my wallpaper, my desktop sometimes just gets completely cluttered. What I end up doing with it is I have a simple rule on Hazel. If something has been on my desktop for over 30 days and it hasn't been touched, it puts it into uh, an archive folder and it takes it <laughs> off my desktop so I could look at it later, archive it, throw it away if I want or, or whatever. So I'm a big fan of Orange, too, obviously. I think any listener would know that. That's where you and I actually met at Orange Conference for the first time, uh, which is amazing. But let's say, okay, so Orange is typical. So Orange is an organization that really helps leaders reach families. All right. Um, I'm a big fan. But Orange is also a really common word. So it's like, hey, paint that wall orange. Or, you know, I want to have an orange for lunch. Right. How does it make sure that you're, hey, I want to have an orange for lunch email, which you know, it's kind of a weird email, but um, doesn't end up in your orange file uh, to all your leaders who are trying to download the orange curriculum. That's a great, that's a great question because see, it goes right back to my rule of if you do it more than twice, you know, don't do it again. After I got into the habit of downloading the orange files, um, right. I got to see that there's a pattern to their file naming structure. And oh. uh, so I noticed the file naming structure. And so I'm able to kind of say, okay, if this zip file is called this or has some of these characters in it, automatically open it up. And, and so that's what it does. So it kind of, uh, I, I take a look at it and if they change their you know file structure, it might clog up my system a couple of times and then I'll fix it and, 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 and tweak it. But it'll read what that file structure is, the file naming structure, open up those zip files. And then I also know that 
these files have certain file naming structures. You know, they have things for, you know, large groups, small group, games, and that kind of thing, right. which are relatively the same on one end. And then they change on the end, uh, on the other end, depending on whatever the theme is. Mm-hmm. I look at one piece of that snippet and then it just sends it into folders. And if you run Dropbox, maybe some yeah. of your leaders download from Dropbox and it, and it sends it into files that are just really easy for them to download and, and, and take a look at. Brilliant. So it works. It works. If you, if you dig down. Okay. Wow. Time has flown. It has. <laughs> so we've got we've got some time now to geek out. Okay. And uh, this is this is like graduate level. And again, everything's in the show notes. And I think this will probably end up being one of the most access show notes ever on oh, the man. podcast because it's so <laughs> it's just so helpful. And I mean, a, a lot. Of, and I, again, you know, I started this by saying, you know, I'm fairly geeky. Well, I don't feel geeky anymore. But keep going. Um, okay. So here's the thing for for our last part. The there's two apps that I would re- that would really recommend. One of them is a web mm-hmm. app and one of them is a phone app. Okay. okay. Um, the first one uh, is it's called if this, then that. Um, oh yeah. I have friends who use that. I love it. They, they've actually shortened it down now to if, <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, I guess five letters was just too much for people to type. So <laughs> they, uh, they dropped it down to if, and so the way if this, then that works is it, it, it creates internet rules for your mm-hmm. activity. And so um, I have a uh, I have a simple um, rule that works on Instagram. Um, sometimes I, I love I'm 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 a I'm a graphics geek. I don't know if if you okay. know that, but I love church graphics. I love seeing how people do things, and so I have an Instagram account that uh, basically just kind of follows other churches, and I have it set so that the rule is if I like an image on Instagram, then it says then save it to this Dropbox folder. Oh, brilliant. And so basically, I, I pull up this app every once in a while. I love to see what other churches are doing graphically. I love taking a look at things. I'm a big geek that way. If I hit like on something that that you, you, know, that you do, you post a, a, a daily Bible verse on, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Multiple times, I'll go through and I'll, I'll like those verses. And I actually use a lot of your verses as my screensaver on my computer. Um, oh, isn't that cool? And it puts it automatically into a folder that my computer pulls up and makes it as my my, my screensaver. And so if I like Carrie's morning verse, <laughs> uh, it throws it into a Dropbox folder that my computer then reads and makes it as my, my screensaver. That's crazy. You know, if you don't follow me on Instagram, that's just something I do. That's my own Bible reading I do first thing in the morning. And I don't do it every day, but like I try to find a verse that maybe isn't the typical quoted verse that really spoke to me that day. And then I use Word Swag. We'll link to that as well. And I put like a little graphic thing and I'm not a graphic designer, but like it's just a way of reminding me this is what really matters. And then hopefully, you know, it encourages, inspires other people, but I didn't know you could do that. And so is that, does that work on the Instagram app or is that just like the web browser? It's a, well, it works on the Instagram app. So what happens is basically uh, when you set up an account with, if this, then that you link all your social media accounts and your blogs and everything. So it it even, you know, uh, you link your Instagram account and and it'll do that. It'll also do uh, certain hashtags. So if, this hashtag appears anywhere on the internet, uh, you know, put it in my Evernote file. Um, and you could really tell wow. things to go anywhere you want. Uh, you could even tell it, you know, if my, uh, if my blog posts a new blog post, uh, please save it to Evernote or please send it to um, my Twitter file, my Twitter account. Or, or pump it out on Twitter. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. And, In other words, so it automates. It automates. Everything. I mean, it, it's one of those, I love automation. It really ends up saving time. And, and it creates an opportunity for me to look back at stuff, even through, whether it's through Evernote or through Dropbox or, or anywhere, and, and say, I have an archive. So for me, I have a backup archive of my blog. That's just simply a, uh, if this, then that rule. If my blog posts a, a, a blog post, 
it saves an extra copy in Evernote for me just in case. Wow. Yeah. And I have a friend who actually his blog went down and got infected by a virus. And like he, he thought he had lost two years of content. Scary. Like, whoa, <laughs> oh, whoa, man. whoa, whoa. And so the other, the other uh, app real quick that I would say uh, is a new app that's out, um, but it's already getting a lot of traction. It's called Workflow. Um, and uh, I mm-hmm. think it's iOS only right now. But basically, is that workflow or workflow e? It's workflow. Uh, yeah, no e okay. at the end. Because um, I've got there, I've got one on my phone. I'm just looking at it yeah. right now called Workflow We. So with a Y, right? It's a different one. Uh, different app. It's a different gotcha. app. It's just called. It's called Workflow. A lot of folks refer to it as Workflow dot app. Um, sometimes mm-hmm. it's uh, the website is Workflow dot is. But on this Workflow app, you create other triggers on your phone that it will either work automatically or as you choose for it to happen. So here's a here's one example of a workflow. Sometimes I just want a PDF of something that I could send right away. And right. Uh, I'm on my phone and uh, there's not really an, an easy way on your phone to create a PDF. Through the workflow app, it'll turn anything that I'm looking at into a PDF that I could send. No way. Yep. And, uh, and all you do is now the way it works is because iOS 8 is so in- integrated. I know all my Android friends yeah. are saying, we used to be able to do that a long time ago. Well, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm an Apple geek. And so, you know, I, I open up my phone and on any area, when you kind of just pull that little arrow button on the bottom, it'll ask yeah. you, do you want to use a workflow if you have the app installed? And if you do, you mm-hmm. click that and then you can make a workflow that says, turn anything into a PDF. And then send wow. it. And, uh, and that's what I do is uh, you can go through and you could send that. Uh, there's all their kind of like there's cheesy workflows that you can make. You could send. Uh, there's a workflow that says, uh, show me my top 25 played songs on my phone, you know, and, and <laughs> it'll do that. There's pretty much anything you can do. And it's a, that's another app that has gained so much traction that people are posting online now what their favorite workflows are. And so if you're stuck on right. trying to create one, all you have to do on the on the workflow app is type gallery. And it shows you things that people have submitted that they say, hey, this is what works for me. Right. And is that true also with if this, then that, that they have, they call them recipes, don't they? they? Call, yeah, I love uh, that. They yeah, call yeah, yeah. And, and you can copy people's recipes. Yes. And again, it goes in a million different directions. Like anything you can think of, there either is a recipe or you can create a recipe for it. Absolutely. And here's the thing is that, you know, if you want to kind of dip your toes into the intermediate, intermediate and advanced area of technology, you can piggyback off of what other people have already done, see what works for you, and then maybe even get creative after that and do something that, you know, that people haven't thought of yet. Wow. Okay. So that's the geek part. Anything else for geeks? Or those were the two big ones? That's the big ones. Those are the big ones. Okay. And I'm, I'm afraid if I go in deeper, we'll, we'll kind of... Um, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Way over. <laughs> yeah. So here's how we'll structure the show notes. We're going to have a beginner section, an intermediate section, then the geek out section or the advanced section or whatever we end up calling it. That's really, really cool. So just to back up, let's, because okay. this has been a lot of super helpful information. We had a whole bunch of questions we just couldn't get to today. So we'll have to have you back one day oh, and talk it. about some other things. But essentially, this is about technology, but it's really about efficiency. And, and the goal is to try to figure out what can I do so I'm not doing the same thing over and over again so I can actually go meet people. I can go hang out with my neighbor and have dinner, you know, this neighbor I'm praying for. And, and a lot of that just because these, these technologies, I think what I'm trying to drive at is they themselves are not the end. They're means to an end. And basically, if you just decide, I need to better track what I'm doing I need a place to save everything. I need to automate some things that I'm doing on a regular basis. It's that is what all of this stuff is driving toward. Am I am I correct? It, it really is because um, my heartbeat isn't technology. 
it's people. Right. And I, right. I, I truly believe that just sometimes we get caught in the minutia of the work of the ministry. And sometimes we get trapped as pastors or as leaders to say, well, if I don't do it, who will? Um, oh, and, yeah. and, and, the, and the deal is, is that you know, more and more technology is growing to the, to the point where the, the cord is completely cut. We don't have to be attached to the wall anymore. We don't have to be attached mm. to the office. Um, there are things that we can do that are fast and efficient so that we can then do what really matters most, which is build relationships with people and spend time with those that, that, that really need it, you know? And there is a way that you could just take that phone and just put it down and, and focus on somebody and not be worried about the next thing on your, on your item list. Right. And I think there's a lot of leaders and a lot of church leaders who are drowning in email who are like, I've got way too many inboxes, you know, between Facebook Messenger and any DMs on Twitter. And, you know, now even Instagram has an inbox. I mean, yeah. my goodness, it's not used very often, but there's inboxes everywhere and people just feel overwhelmed by it. And it's rather, I think, appropriate or at least a good image or metaphor that, you know, this, because you're the geek pastor, <laughs> that when you go home, Everything related to work shuts down yes. and you can be present for your wife. You can be present for your daughter. And so the idea is not that you're going to be doing this 18 hours a day or 20 hours a day. It's like, actually you get some freedom Absolutely. by mastering this stuff. Absolutely. And wow. If I can, and if I could give everybody just one last, um, a word from the geek pastor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and here's the thing. I really would encourage you turn your notifications off. Because there is mm. nothing about a red badge with a number on it that's going to get work done faster or better. Um, and, mm. and it's just check your email when you're ready to reply to it. Uh, you know, there's no need for a Facebook or a Twitter, you know, badge. Um, you know, if, if you throw on your text message badge, you know, that, that's fine. Maybe, you know, maybe you need to be up on, on, on certain things. But one of the things that I strive to do on my phone is to see as little red as possible. Um, because those are just things they just want to interfere. They want to get in the way of ministry. They want to get in the way of my family. Uh, and they're calling to me to pull my attention away. And, and, and I really don't think that that's God honoring. I think that, you know, having something chiming in your head all the time to tell you, focus on this instead of what you're doing right now. I think that's a bad thing. And that's, th that's where we kind of yeah. get tied into. There's too much of that. That's a good word, you know, because I mean, I still have some notifications on and sometimes I'll be sitting there in a meeting and literally, you know, my phone's always on silent or vibrate, yeah. but every 15 seconds now, yes, there's something that comes in. There's a new email, there's a Twitter reply, there's a Facebook, whatever. And I'm kind of like, you look at that and go, ah, <laughs> and you're right, because I'm not going to spend all day on Twitter. I'm not going to spend all day on Facebook. It gets like 15 minutes a day. Exactly. And I could go in at four o'clock. I can look at all the at replies. I can look at all the, the interaction on Facebook. And I don't need to see that number accumulate over the course of the day. It's so true. Super smart. Well... Wayne, can't thank you enough. Now, people are going to want to follow you for sure. Tell them about your podcast and where they can find you online. Oh, well, first off, man, thanks so much for, for having me here. It's, it's, it's been such a blast. Um, it's cool being on the other side uh, <laughs> and not having to think of what's the next question. Uh, well, the, the, yeah. the Geek Pastor podcast um, and the blog are, is where I spend my time trying to help other people get the work of the ministry done productively. And so the podcast mm -hmm. is really a labor of love for me. I, I've been in broadcasting before and um, I, I love this part and I love getting to talk to, to leaders that are way smarter than me uh, mm -hmm. to, to help me get to where I need to be. So uh, you can follow the blog and the podcast over at geekpastor.com and everything else is, is just that geekpastor.com all over social media and everything. Um, my personal Twitter account is Wayne Cordova. Uh, and so if you go there, mm -hmm. like I said, I promised ahead of time, you'll, you know, you'll see lots of family posts and you'll see lots of, uh, you know, ministry posts as well, but it, it really has, it's been a pleasure, man, being here. 
Hey, you have helped a lot of people, including me. So thank you so much, Wayne. Oh, thank you. Well, isn't that just super helpful? And I know you're going to want the show notes. So the link to the show notes for anything that Wayne and I talked about can be found at kerryneuhoff.com slash episode 34. Wayne, Jessica, and myself have taken time to put the show notes together. So hopefully that will be super helpful to you and your team. And again, if you're listening via the Overcast app, which I talked about at the beginning, it is so easy to share this episode with friends. So if you've got a team member, you're like, you need to hear this just to hit the share button and away you go. There's also a very special offer that Wayne has put together on his site. So if you go to geekpastor.com slash carry, that's geekpastor.com slash C-A-R-E-Y. He's got a couple of bonuses. First of all, Wayne has, out of the goodness of his own heart, put together three free video webinars that will help you with email automation and going paperless. So if you've ever wanted to be paperless or figure out how to automate things, he's shown you how to do that. You can get that for free at geekpastor.com slash carry. There will also be an invite to a webinar he's going to do on Google Hangouts, which again is free. All right, so he'll help you with some more tech tips. If you want, you can register there. And during that Google Hangout, he is going to give away a free hour of coaching to any podcast listener. So this is a hangout exclusively to podcast listeners, and he will give a free hour of coaching away. So if you're like, I barely know what a webinar is, he can coach you on that. If you're like, man, I want to geek out even more, he'll coach you on that. So all of that is at geekpastor.com slash Carrie. Wayne, thanks for being so generous with listeners. And again, all those links are in the show notes, kerryneuhoff.com slash episode 34. So hopefully this has helped you. And then next week when we come back for episode 35, I'm going to be talking to Clay Scroggins. And Clay's just one of those interesting guys. I've talked to a couple of young leaders, uh, John Stickle in episode 29, Josh Gagnon in episode 17, who got entrusted with huge responsibility at a young age. Clay's one of those guys too. At 30, started leading a church of 6,000. Now he is the campus pastor at North Point Church where Andy Stanley is. So we're going to talk about what it's like to work under Andy's leadership and everything. That's next week. And uh, now at 34, he leads a church of, oh, 14,000 people. So man, we're going to talk all about the journey of leadership. What happens when you feel unprepared for it? Just a great, great, great interview with Clay. That's next week for episode 35. Best way to never miss an episode is to subscribe. It's free. Costs you absolutely nothing. Just hit the big old subscribe button on iTunes, on Stitcher, or on TuneIn Radio. And thanks again for listening. Thanks for sharing this episode. Thanks so much for your feedback, for the reviews. And we'll catch you next week. And I hope this helps you lead like never before. You've been listening to the Carrie Newhoff Leadership Podcast. Join us next time for more insights on leadership, change, and personal growth to help you lead like never before.